tease me. I'm telling you right now that you should like, subscribe, and or follow This Is True Really News, and you should compel your frenemies to watch it as well or listen to it. It depends on where you want to get it in terms of the podcast universe, like, I don't know, Audacity, Podbay, no. Podnova, yeah. Player no. FM, Blueberry. Yeah. No. yeah. no. I'm just... <laughs> You're just going along with whatever. I'm wafting. Wafting? Sure. Waffling? This is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. As far as you know. Update. Remember a while back we talked about the brood cicadas? Yes. As they are emerging in the eastern U.S. and they have that psychedelic fungus that makes your butts fall off. <laughs> and I want uh, something in a taco. I still have pictures. That... The fungus? Yes. It's psilocybin. Huh. But if your butt falls off, it become <laughs> your pants would fit funny. Anyway, the fungus isn't the only threat the cicadas face as they crawl out of the ground for the first time in 17 years. Apparently, they also have to watch out for hungry people. Oh, I thought we were going to go with hungry, hungry hippos. You'd rather have hungry, hungry hippos. Mm. We know this because the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, you know, it was a Tuesday. It was slow. They felt it necessary to issue the allergy warning about the cicadas. Cicadas? The bugs. Yep. The FDA tweeted on June 2nd. They did. Yep. We have to say it. Don't eat cicadas if you're allergic to seafood. These insects share a family relation to shrimp and lobsters. And when your first real introduction to them is the butt fungus... This is kind of a head twister. I love the idea that a doctor could look at you and says, I think you've got the uh, cicada butt fungus. I, I, hmm. <laughs> no, you just see that wouldn't, that apparently would, it wouldn't bug us, but if you're allergic to shellfish, you'd swallow <clears> and die. Well, yeah, that would be oh, when we were in radio school, uh, one of my classmates was horribly allergic. They teach and, radio. Oh, what? Huh? When we went to radio school. They teach radio? Well, sort of. Do we learn anything? Yeah, I'm a little radio short and stuff. Yes, it's so prevalent that people eat cicadas that the FDA found it necessary to issue the warning. There is a recipe book. <laughs> yep, I'd like to there try it. to be. Dish, uh, dishes include soft-shelled cicadas. Look at you with the taco soft-shelled thing there. There is cicada dumplings, cicada stir-fry, the ever-popular chocolate-covered cicada, cicadas. The ever-popular like chocolate-covered bug. Yeah, well, I think uh, you'd like the chocolate-covered one because of the chocolate. I, I like most anything. That has, yeah. But shrimp and chocolate doesn't sound all that appetizing. Yeah, but it is intriguing just a little. Yeah, agreed. Cicadas are cicadas? Do we decide? So, well, I usually use cicada. Okay. Cicadas are actually... <laughs> so it coming. The buggies are actually pretty good eaten, according to Gene Kritsky, the Dean of Behavioral and Natural Sciences, Mount St. Joseph University, who has studied the bugs for years. There's a man with time on his hands. Well, maybe he has the butt fungus, and that's why he's saying it. Wouldn't he be a little more loopy when he's saying it? He says they have a pretty good nutritional profile because that's what we worry about. <laughs> High in protein, low in fat. They're herbivores, so you have a declining amount of energy used to go up to the food web. I don't know what that means. Uh, the female cicadas are better eating than the males since they actually carry the eggs. The male's abdomen is mostly hollow, so there's just not much there. And no, if you're wondering, is this some, you know, newfangled idiocy we've come up with? Oh, no, this is old fangled idiocy that's been around a while. Ah, 
According to the Prof Guide, the oldest record of brewed X actually includes the English settlers in Philadelphia eating them back in 1715. Yeah, yeah. On June 6th, 1902, 10 years before my dad was born, the Cincinnati Inquirer newspaper published a recipe for cicada pie. Get your pence. <laughs> Take 50 newly emerged white female cicadas, legs and heads chopped. That's a brutal. <laughs> Place in a bowl with stale bread soaked in milk. Add sugar, rhubarb flavor, and cream to soften the ingredients. Put this mixture into a pie crust. Place a crisscross pattern similar to that of an apple pie. Bake it at 400 degrees until the crust is done. People who've enjoyed this pie claim it tasted like partridge. Partridge pie? Partridge. Yeah, they used to eat meat pies and stuff like that. So Yeah. Not interested. Mm. Now, but see if it tasted like chicken. I don't want a chicken pot pie made try. of cicadas. I want to find a bug. Hey, a bug that tastes like chicken. Come on. <laughs> For that, you have to eat gator, which I have That's done. That's not a bug. That's a very large toothy thing with Yeah, but it, tastes like, it does taste like gator. I mean, chicken. Chicken. Gator. That was just fun to watch a... <laughs> Have shake your head back and forth. And I can see some brain sloshing back and forth behind your eyes. Go ahead. You have no idea how much that hurts. I don't want to know. An Italian artist was recently, well, has recently sold a sculpture for $18,000. Nothing unusual about that. The sculpture is entitled Lo Sono, or I Am in yes, English. Yes, it is. You know this one. Oh, yeah. It's the work of artist Salvatore Garo. The sculpture came with a receipt and a certificate of authenticity. The air and spirit sculpture is intended to be contained in a five by five foot square and is intended to be displayed in a private space without artificial lighting and climate control. Yep. Because it's invisible. It's nothing. It's all in his mind. Yep. Apparently, old Salvatore has sold other invisible sculptures to gullible art lovers. See, at least here in America, you got to sell something you can see, like the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> According to the artist, it is a work that asks you to activate the power of imagination, a power that anyone has, even those who don't believe they have it. And it really works. Right now, I, I'm imagining the word scam. <laughs> He's imagining the word $18,000 for nothing. <laughs> but I get to actually tell you how to display it. <laughs> Here's something I didn't see coming. The German military has an unusual logistics problem. I would not see this coming from Germany or St. Cloud, Minnesota. The logistic problems. Because of their relative. Wait for it. A glut of beer. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I They're get both it. pretty enamored with their beer. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. So they brought beer over for the troops in Afghanistan, right? But the German defense minister's spokeswoman, Christina Rotzi, said that a recent decision by the German commander in Afghanistan to ban the consumption of alcohol for security reasons, don't know, had resulted in a, well, a pileup of beer, wine, and other mixed drinks at Camp Marmal in Mazar-e-Sharif. German soldiers usually, until this odd announcement, usually entitled to two cans of beer or their equivalent per day. Yeah. Which, again, to me, that even sounds a little light on the, what do I know? After all, anyway, the Germans said the military had now found a civilian contractor who will take the alcohol out of the country ahead of the German troops withdrawal. Afghan, the stand is being basically, we're all leaving. Good luck, guys. Yeah. 
the German army said that 22,600 liters, if you want the conversion, it's about 6,000 gallons of alcohol, including 60,000 cans of beer. Listen, you can hear every, every frat row going, oh. <laughs> couldn't be sold in Afghanistan due to local religious restrictions. Yep. Or it had destroyed for environmental reasons. What, you pour beer on the ground in Afghanistan? It's going to upset. Have you seen Afghanistan? I've it's mostly the, you'd think it would like it. to bug the dirts and the rocks. And yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. We also said good news. Proceeds from the contractor's sale of the beer should cover the cost of getting it out of there. Mm. Oh. Germany, German soldiers without beer? What That's is just, wrong with this picture? Wow, that'd be like a frat house without alcohol. Right? <laughs> Not a world I want to live in. So, huh? this next story yeah. was no. sent to me on a tip from my son, Drew Combs, no relation. I used to like Drew. Will I still like him when this is over? Maybe not. Okay. Set the titter way back machine for June 1959. About a year after we were born. This is a little queasy already. Your receipt of this letter marks, and I'm just reading the letter. That's yep. all I'm going to do. Your receipt of this letter marks an historic milestone in the use of guided missiles for communications between the peoples of the earth. It represents, too, the close cooperation of the Secretary of Defense, McElroy, the Department of Defense, and the Post Office Department in utilizing scientific advances for peaceful purposes. Guided missiles. A limited number of letters identical to this one were placed in the Regulus 1 training guided missile on the guided missile submarine USS Barbero in this first official missile mail experiment of the United States Post Office Department. The missile was then flown at near the speed of sound from international waters of the Atlantic Ocean by the USS Barbero while on a regular training mission. After the regular... <laughs> right... <laughs> After the Regulus one reached its destination in the Naval Auxiliary Air Station in Mayport, Florida, near Jacksonville, this letter was canceled and forwarded to you as a significant philatelic souvenir. Oh, that's a word I got to look up. The great progress being made in guided missilery will be utilized in every practical way in the delivery of the United States mail. <laughs> You can be certain that the post office department will continue to cooperate with the defense department to achieve this objective. Signed Arthur Summerfield, Postmaster General. The philatelic is, has to do with the safe stamps and things related to mail history. Oh, okay. Okay. The rest of it's annoyingly weird. <laughs> Just <laughs> What if they get confused? Look at that. Time? You got a souvenir. But but what if what if the guys loading it get confused? So is one supposed to have munitions or letters? I don't know. Put a little of each. Guided right. missile. Over under is that it's not going to explode. <laughs> How did they land the crappy? I have this is like the worst idea I've ever seen. And they were so proud. They delivered Psst. the letter to Eisenhower. Psst. What? Who runs the post office? Politicians. Worst oh. idea ever. Now come on. They've had others <laughs> that are worse and will. This is true. Really news. 
Send email to TITR at netradio.network.